You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And we're back. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. You know, I hear the intro music every time, and I just kind of key into that drum roll. And I also hear what the guy says. I don't know who the guy is, but he's good. Uh, but he talks about inspirational, inspirational. And I think our next mm. guest, our next guest kind of exemplifies that. I'm Deacon Paul Trine, and we're up here at the Abbey of the Hills. Our next guest on Real Presence is Cody Fisher. Welcome, Cody Fisher. Thank you very much for having me, Deacon Paul and oh. Teresa. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Cody's a campus minister, and you know, there's a lot of campus ministers that are out there, um, and thanks be to God that there are. But he's kind of unique. He's a he's a unique, unique kind of blend of doing high school outreach at a parish in in Sioux Falls, the parish is Christ the King Parish, but it's also serving as a Newman Center. And I'm scratching my head, going, oh, I don't know if I've ever heard of that before. <laughs> Tell us about who you are, Cody. Tell us about a little bit about Cody Fisher. Yes. So as you said, my name is Cody Fisher. I ended up making my way to Sioux Falls just this past June, so I've only been here about five months with my wife, Christine, and our little daughter, Nora. And it's been really exciting. I grew up about an hour, hour and a half south of here down in Hardington, Nebraska. And over the last 10 years, I've kind of been all over the place. Probably have lived in five or six different cities doing missionary work. So it's a, a long story I'd love to share. Oh, wow. Good for you. Good for you. And you're at Christ the King Parish. Now, is that just, hey, I just have to come there? Or was that a purposeful move to become a campus minister there? Yeah. So the way that all transpired campus. was, as I mentioned, the last six years, I was actually doing missionary work with Focus, the Fellowship okay. of Catholic University Students. Over time, I ended up meeting a nice young lady who is now my wife, who was doing medical school in Des Moines, Iowa. For the last two years, we were in Des Moines, Iowa, and as she was going into her fourth year of rotation, we came together as a family. We were praying about, where do we think God is calling us to be next? Where do we think God is calling us to be next? And Two Falls really came out. That's actually Christine's hometown. So we knew we wanted to be closer to family. We knew that was going to give her amazing opportunities with the USD and Stanford healthcare program. And so long story short, I kind of opened up my own horizons and said, how do I feel like the Lord might call me to to serve in Sioux Falls? I started reaching out to different networking opportunities. And the person who I ended up contacting was actually the old football coach at Drake University in Des Moines, who is now in Sioux Falls with his wife. And it just so happened, I got a text one day. He said, Cody, there's a, a position open at Christ the King Parish doing campus ministry work. I know that's right up your wheelhouse. Go ahead and call Father Tyler, Father Sampson today, and we'll see what happened. And the rest is as they say history. So it's been an amazing transition so far. Wow. Football coach, you, you kind of got me there a little bit. I, I'm, I'm going, what? <laughs> what? So give, give this Drake football, former Drake football coach a name. His name is Brad Pohl. If you're familiar with the Grit Quest ministry here in town, he's actually the originator of that. Okay. I'm not familiar with that, but that's cool. Okay. Well, kudos to him. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go. So so you come to Christ the King, you, your wife, your beautiful daughter, and Father Tyler, Father Samson are a part of that, and um, 
I'm sure there was an interview process, and then they said, hey, hey, here's what we're thinking about doing. We're thinking, of, Cody, if you could come in and be a campus minister for both high school and a Newman Center here, have you seen that before? Because as a deacon up here in the corner of the state, I, I'm not familiar with that blend. Is that, is that happening out there? It's funny. I've I've been so many different places in my travel as a missionary. I actually have seen this a number of times. I used to serve as a missionary out in West Virginia, traveled to Indiana, and throughout my travels I've been able to visit different Newman centers from Nebraska to Florida to Ohio to Indiana to California. And so I think every place definitely offers something a little different. Coming from the University of Nebraska myself, I was very used to this parish is exclusively for students, but I think there's a lot to offer housing the, the student body, the student ministry out of the parish, and it's, it's been a really beautiful experience, I think, for both the parishioners and the students of Augustana, USF, Southeast Tech. Well, it must be. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sometimes the most humorous conversations occur off the air, but um, our programming director, Heather Carroll, she's, she shared that she's a member of that parish, and she said, in the last year or so, it's just amazing the explosion of young people that are now attending Christ the King, and um, yeah. young families, not just young people, but also young families, and so <laughs> there must be something afoot going on there with, uh, with the Holy Spirit utilizing you, so... I want to applaud you. How does that look now? Okay, so here you've got a, a parish, and along comes this idea that's, okay, now I know it's not unique in the world. They do it, they do it in West Virginia. I'm not sure why I should have known that, but they do it in West Virginia and maybe a few other places, but not that common. How do you go about setting that up? Yeah, what's, what's really beautiful, Deacon Paul, is that as... On one hand, the campus ministry here has a new emphasis placed on it. I'm the first lay person to ever be fully dedicated to this, which I look at as an incredible opportunity. But what's amazing is it sounds like there's actually a rich history of campus ministry, campus ministry running out of Christ the King, going back from what I understand decades, actually. And I know the last 10 years in particular, Father Kevin O'Dell has been very instrumental in starting up that 7 p.m. student math or really drawing the students in. But I think what I was able to bring to the table in a new way was for the first time someone was able to dedicate 40-plus hours a week completely to the students they've been serving. I know last year Father Tyler Matson actually did a lot of great work for the ministry, everything from a new logo, a new website, new branding. But the way it sounds to me is what he was doing for campus ministry might have been about 20% of the work he's been asked to do by the parishes, by the diocese. And so I, I found it incredible to be able to come in and honestly be able to do the things that other people wouldn't be able to do. I get the opportunity every single day to go to USF, which is just a few blocks away, to go to Augustana, which is just a few blocks away, to have lunch with the students, to go out on the first day of school and take pictures with students to invite students to kayaking trips or sporting events. So it's been really incredible, and I think that's been the, the capstone of my mission has been going out, 
where in some ways there's not necessarily a strongly established student body yet. This is the core group. But I think it's been awesome just to build relationship and trust and know that the Lord's going to build on that. It is awesome. I, I, you know, because I'm up here in the northeast corner of South Dakota, maybe the, the maybe west central uh, area of Minnesota, and and I've had students that have graduated from the area towns that have gone to Sioux Falls College, that have gone to the community college down there, gone to Augie, gone to Augie. And you sit there and you go, geez, how are their, are their Catholic needs, their ministry needs going to be met? And it's, and it's exciting to see that um, have a voice mm. and have, a, have, a, have, have 40 hours towards that. Um, how, how also then, you don't all just reach out to these college-age kids, but... Are you also doing some work with some of the high school-aged folks in that area? Yes, that's something Father Sampson was really adamant on in hiring me. On one hand, he said, I want someone who's going to be able to go out and meet the college students where they're at to bring them in, which has really turned out well, I think, as Teresa mentioned, as you mentioned, maybe. There have been probably about 60 to 70 college students showing up to our 7 p.m. student mass every week with a couple handfuls of other students scattered throughout the masses. But the other big thing I do is minister to some of the high school students in the parish here, especially some of those students that aren't necessarily plugged into O'Gorman, the awesome Catholic school system we have here in town. And so it's been really awesome to invite those students into a weekly youth group where we're able to come together. And one of my big emphasis has been to let these students know that the faith is relevant, that Jesus wants to speak into their lives. And I think I'm learning more and more about high school students. I'm enough years out, but it's always a challenge, but it's definitely a fun challenge at that. So I've been blessed to be able to work with the confirmation program or looking to put on a retreat here in December. So it's been a a big blessing. Yeah, it's challenging, man. I'm going to be facing that challenge in about about, um, (laughs) 14 hours because I help my wife and I, Julie, teach a confirmation class. But yeah, to speak Jesus into their lives, to to say, this is a person, this is a person that loves them and wants an intimate relationship with them and um, and bring them to the Eucharist. And so it's exciting to see here you bringing 70, 70 college students to the 7 p.m. Mass at Christ the King. And what's really cool about that, not that that's not cool, that's really cool, but what's really beautiful about that is those high school kids are looking at those 70 college-age college kids and going, yeah, yeah, they're living that next step out for, for me. So I see a future for me in the church. Exactly. And that's something I know Father Sampson is really excited about with the vision of the parish is actually tonight will be the big night for me. So I'm about eight hours out, maybe every Wednesday night at six forty we do high school youth group. And then they wrap up at eight, which literally means there's a room to room transition from probably 25 college students every week to the high school students. So they, they get to see each other face to face every single week. And I think it's like you said, an incredible opportunity. That's awesome. Um, Cody, we're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, we'd like to just talk more about how, um, how being part of a larger parish community is impacting the students. So will you hang with us over the break? Of course. Thank you. All right. Great. Awesome. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. One of the, one of the roles that Real Presence Radio fills is it actually serves as a vehicle of the ministerial church in connecting with its own people. Mm-hmm. You know, That's right. as Paul and I both working at a diocesan office, so many of the things that go on at the diocesan level get um, they get recognition. They get people are become aware of what's taking place through. Real Presence Radio. That's right. And, yeah. and that's really an important part, too. It's, it's the way that Bishop Folda and all the bishops of mm-hmm. real, the regions covered by Real Presence Radio, that they can communicate with their people and, and make them aware of the way that the church is serving them, of opportunities that they have. So, and as a director of communications, I rely on Real Presence Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful team effort. We have our New Earth magazine that we use to evangelize. We have our, our social media. But we also have that teamwork with Real Presence Radio to get the word out. And uh, Real Presence Radio, it's, it's vital to, uh, to communicating. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Deacon Paul Trinan. We're uh, broadcasting here from the Abbey of the Hills. we got a little nice warm cup of coffee. we got some wonderful little breads and things like that. We're just cozy here. It's mm-hmm. kind of chilly outside, but it's it's a beautiful day to be inside. And we're in, right in the middle of a great conversation with somebody named Cody Fisher from Hardington, Nebraska, which Cody, <laughs> on the side here, I, you and I, we're like practically neighbors. I grew up in Yankton, South Dakota. And we'd, we'd travel down 81 and scoot on over to see my grandma and grandpa in Ponca, Nebraska. So I kind of come from the same vein, you and I. So welcome, welcome to Real Presence Radio. Now, Cody, yeah, thank you for having me, Doug. You bet. So, Cody, Cody's a, a, a parishioner. He's a, a campus minister and outreach coordinator and Newman Center um, coordinator for um, Christ the King Parish. And just as a means of review, he reaches out to uh, students in at Augustana College, Sioux Falls College, the Technical College down in in Sioux Falls. What's the name of that school, Cody? Southeast Tech. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, as we also mentioned, also to area high school students as well. So, I think what I, what I left you with prior to the, the break, or, or maybe in the middle of the break, was how has that changed the culture, or the spirit, if you would, of the parish, of the parish? Yeah, so from what I understand, before I came here, I think Father Sampson had been here one or two years before me. 
And what it sounds like is, in, in his own words, it sounds like the parish was a little disheartened. You know, over time, they've kind of gotten boxed into the middle of the center. As we all know, the population of Sioux Falls is certainly blossoming, but it's blossoming to the south or to different directions. And so I think a lot of the parishioners at Christ the King said, you know, we've lost our population base. We're an aging population. What's going to happen? And so from what I understand, there was actually talks of relocating the entire parish down to the southern suburbs. And so for a while, they said, we're about ready to pack up. We're about ready to leave behind everything we've built over the last several decades. And it sounds to me like under the leadership of the parishioners, of the pastors, they came together and said, let's take this to prayer. Let's see what the Lord is calling us to do. And really beautifully, as a fruit of that, I think what manifested itself was, let's bloom where we're planted. Now, on one hand, that meant we're in the middle of the city, surrounded by all these nursing homes. So how can we minister to these nursing homes? But to look as well at, geographically, there's no better place to reach the students. The 2,000 students at the University of Sioux Falls and 2,000 students at Augustana University. So they said, again, let's bloom where we're planted. Let's, Let's really throw our weight behind this mission. And as a result, it sounds to me like there's been a rejuvenation in the parish. I think the parishioners, whether that's the 85-year-old adult parishioners, the middle-aged families, or even the new young families that are coming in, I think they've been very energized by what the college campus ministry, what this new high school campus ministry has brought to the parish. You know, right across the way, there's a, a beautiful Catholic school. And I think all of these elements coming together have again breathed a lot of life into the parish. We did a a food truck picnic earlier in the year, and there were probably about 400 to 500 parishioners, young families, old families, all coming together. So I think there's a lot of good direction and good momentum for the parish right now. Awesome. That's really exciting to see. Bloom where we are planted. Let's change our ministry focus. Um, it was this. It's now... You know, through through reflection, through prayer, through the Holy Spirit, now we are this. Now we are called to this. And uh, stepping out of the boat in a different direction um, and trusting our Lord. So, And kind of on the flip side of that, how has being a part of a parish impacted the student community? Yeah, that is a perfect question, Teresa. You know, in the, the six years I've spent with Focus, that's one of the things they would say all the time was, we are not preparing these students for four years of college. And I would, I would say the same thing. This isn't a nice little aquarium or a nice little jacuzzi where students can sit and be isolated or comforted in their Catholicism. It should actually be much aligned with the bishop's vision for the diocese. It should be a school of mission. It should be a place where students are equipped and inspired for lifelong mission. So I think that's what happens a lot of times is maybe in more of a traditional Newman Center setting, Students have this awesome upbringing in the faith. There's friends, there's missionaries, there's dedicated activities for them. But then they end up going outside of the parish, and maybe they end up in rural Nebraska or a small small parish. And what they see is no one else here looks like me. Everyone else has, no offense to the the gray-haired population, but everyone else has gray hair. Where are all the other youth? Why do... Why am I asked if I'm going to become a priest every time I go to church? (laughs) Shouldn't this be normal? And so I think 
what the students receive in being here is they're brought up in that parish community. And I think what the students are finding is there's no shortage of adults that are ready on standby to invest in them should the opportunity present itself, should the need be there. And so I think it is really a beautiful symbiosis where, like I said, the, the college students are re-enlivening perhaps the faith of some of the older prisoners. And I think the older prisoners are able to stand as bastions of what it looks like to run the race. You know, I've run the race for five years or 10 years or 50 or 60 years in many cases. I think it's a great thing for the college students to be able to look forward and say, this is what it looks like to live a good family life. We had the opportunity earlier this summer to actually do a student activity, a backyard barbecue, in the backyard of a parishioner here at Christ the King. And so what we saw was a mixing of three-year-olds and 10-year-olds and the 20-year-old college students and the parents, who I won't say how old they are. So there's been a lot of beautiful opportunities for mutual exchange of love, I would say. Yeah, mutual exchange of love. I love the way you say that because, when, you know, when we, we pray the morning and evening prayer, um, one of the one of the, the psalms that we read from I, is is from Psalm 90, I believe, and or 92. I get them mixed up, but it talks about how <laughs> at, you know even in our old age, even um, we're full of sap, we're still green. And I always think about that with my older parishioners that have more gray hair than I do, and say, "You're <laughs> full of sap still. You're still green. Don't don't start pulling away from the parish." Let's engage them and 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 give them um, true mission um, and uh, support them. And I think you guys, the way you're doing that, the way um, Father Sampson's guiding that, and the way you're guiding it, sounds quite inspirational. So I want to take our hats off to you. Um, so I'll bet you there's some people that are listening right now, Cody. I bet you there's people listening right now. <laughs> Just that are maybe. Saying, How do I do that? How do I do that in my parish in Wyoming? How could I do that maybe up here in Superior, Wisconsin, or, you know, on the Iron Range? Or, you know, how do I do that in Durham Wheat Country? What would you say to those kinds of folks? That is, that is an awesome question. I'm part of a weekly, a weekly group of what they would call PCLs in the diocese, fancy term for parish catechetic leader or evangelist in the parish. And that's one of the discussions we, we have every single week is how do we engage people? And I think I love what you're asking because it's not just something for professional evangelists to do, for people who are getting paid by the church. Each and every one of us should be evangelizing. And where I would say it all starts is relationship. That's something, as I was brought on to Christ the King by Father Sampson, who again is the pastor, Father Tyler Matson, who is actually in charge of campus ministry through the diocese, they said we don't just want someone we don't want someone to simply plan events. We want someone who's going to encounter students. And so I would say I have the greatest job in the world where my job consists of going to Augustana or going to the pizza shop across from USF and sitting down with a student and having lunch. So I would say that's that's the best place to start and perhaps that's the only place to start is we need to encounter these people in their humanity. We need to have conversations to see what makes them sick. And that is, that is what Jesus did in his own ministry. He didn't say, come on down to the synagogue, I'm going to preach an awesome sermon. Jesus went and encountered people at the fishing boats, or at the well, or on the street sides, or up in trees, if you're Zacchaeus. 
And so that's, that's what I have the opportunity to do, and that's what I would encourage anyone, really anyone who's baptized by virtue of their baptism is called to be a missionary disciple of Christ. I would say, how are you giving time to others? How are you lending them an ear? How are you lending them your prayer? And I think once you have two humanities that encounter each other, that's where God really has a, the awesome opportunity to enter in. So you use that example of uh, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, okay? It's just beautiful because that was just in, in, in the readings of the church. And, and he, didn't, he didn't say, hey, Zacchaeus. So he looks up that sycamore tree. You did the reading for us here because we, we do reading the readings at 3 o'clock every day here at the Abbey because you can't give what you don't receive. So our, our next guest is, is kind of stepped in. But she does this reading and, and Jesus says, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. He doesn't say, hey, come down to the river and I'm going to be putting on this program tonight. He says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to be staying at your house tonight. Mm. I'm going to engage you. And, and, and it's not program medical. And that's what Elena was, was talking about, our previous guest. You know, and she's talking about abiding and, and, and engaging 18 to 39-year-olds. It's about a relationship. It's about, it's about loving, loving. And that means, frankly sacrificially giving your time to these people, knowing that they, then they know they, that you care. Mm-hmm. And knowing, too. You can't love something unless you know it. And people are hungry for that. It's like, it's a gift. I mean, what did he do? Right away, he's like, hey, I'll give away half of my, half of my, and, and if, I've, if I've cheated anybody, I'll give them four times. And if I was Jesus, I'd be saying something like, I just said I was going to come have supper at your house today. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? But he reached out yes, of course. and engaged him. And that's what you're doing right now. And praise be to Jesus Christ for that, Cody Fisher. Kind of kind of put a bow around this. Are there any other thoughts, reflections that you have for, um, for what's going on there at Christ the King or what could be going on at other parishes? That is a great question. I would say I would ask prayers of anyone in the city for the ministries we're doing here. I think there's always new and exciting things happening just yesterday, we had a student who came into the church last year through Father Tyler, a Chinese student who was telling me before last year she had no religion. And yesterday, she actually brought a friend from Siberia, Russia. So I think it's just incredible that our doors are open, and I would encourage everyone in the parish to keep an ear and a heart open for the people that might wander through your doors and invite them, invite them there. So I appreciate the time. That's beautiful. We appreciate you coming. It was a uh... It was fantastic getting to know you, but equally fantastic getting to know what um, what Christ the King is doing, both the people and um, uh, the, the the regular parishioners, and now the new parishioners, the the ones you're outreaching to. So God bless the work of your hands. Appreciate uh, your time and your uh, direction today, Cody Fisher. Yes, thank you. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Um, right after, we're going to talk about Abbey of the Hills, right up your alley, Deacon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, stay with us. We'll be back soon. <laughs> 